Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. I'm Paul Stone, and it's week 13 of the college football season, the final week of the regular season, so-called rivalry week. Uh, so as you probably might have guessed by the title, uh, during rivalry week, uh, there are a number of natural rivalries that are traditionally played during the final week of the regular season. This may or may not be your natural inclination, but I believe there are a number of college football fans, even handicappers, who feel there's some value betting underdogs in these rivalry matchups. Besides, you can throw the records out when these two teams get together and throw down. But is that really the case? Is there really any advantage in general terms blindly backing underdogs in these rivalry matchups? So I looked at 12 rivalry week matchups and examined the past 10-year history of these rivalries. Not a huge sample size, but more than 100 events. And the question to be answered and the title of episode 130 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, Will the Dogs Really Be Barking? So what did I find? Uh, But first of all, let's um, have a quick plug for Paul Stone Sports. Through last week's games, Paul Stone Sports now 48-37 and against the spread this season, as monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. That's 56.5%. I have posted the winning ATS records for eight consecutive seasons and closing in uh, on my ninth straight winning season against the spread. I'm really proud of that. Got a little special podcast promotion. I've done this the last two weeks, so we're going to keep a good thing going and do it for the third straight week. I'm going to offer a special rate. This is going to be for the remainder of the regular season, my prorated season special from today all the way through the national championship game in January. Special price of just $199, only available for podcast listeners Higher price is listed on the uh, website. So for this special uh, price, please email me at the following address, paulstonesports at gmail.com. You email me saying you want the special uh, season rate. I will then send you uh, an invoice in that special amount, and we'll get you started as a member of Paul Stone Sports. Again, my email, paulstonesports at gmail.com. So again, we looked at uh, 12 rivalries uh, in this exercise. 11 of them, as you might expect, feature teams from the same state. The other, and uh, depending on whether you're from the Midwest or the South, would be either the biggest rivalry of them all or the second biggest. The other that features two teams from different states being Ohio State and Michigan. And I think the argument would be, which is the biggest rivalry in college football, Ohio State, Michigan, or Auburn, Alabama? So I can make cases for both those. Both great games. Both bring something unique. And both make this sport uh, the greatest sport in the world. 
So going over, first of all, and just uh, verbalizing the different uh, matchups that I analyzed the 10-year history for purposes of this exercise, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl, Oregon State and Oregon, the Civil War, uh, Ohio State and Michigan, Kentucky and Louisville, the Iron Bowl, which features Alabama and Auburn, Arizona, Arizona State, Virginia Tech and Virginia, the Apple Cup, which uh, pits Washington State against Washington, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Clemson, South Carolina, and then last but not least, North Carolina and North Carolina State. So 12 rivalries there. Some of them been fairly uh, lopsided in terms of straight-up results over the last several years. A few of them, you know, quite fairly competitive. The programs go back and forth. But really uh, interesting to uh, look at each of these over the past 10 years. So if you take 12 games and you look at a 10-year history on each of those 12, you would hypothetically, in a perfect world, come up with 120 results. However, as you know, in 2020, it was a pandemic season, a different type of season. Some of these games weren't played that year. We also had, I think, one game that was listed that closed at pick. So I really can't determine whether the favorite or the underdog, obviously, covered in that game since um, there was not really a favorite or an underdog. So those games were uh, extracted and not included, and there were a few pushes. So we came up with 112 events uh, for this uh, purpose of this exercise. Again, not a huge sample size, but certainly, you know, worth taking note of, worth something. My thought coming in was, man... There's really not any advantage betting underdogs just blindly during rivalry week. You know, it's all about the number. It's all about the point spread. You know, there's no easy money to be made in sports betting. And that's really how it came out. There's no, you know, I, I knew this going in. Or I, I say I knew it. I was fairly confident that the results between wins and losses would be relatively close. And the 112 events... Drum roll, please. The final record for underdogs. I'm looking at this from an underdog perspective since we were attempting to see if there was indeed value backing underdogs in these rivalry games. Underdogs, 54 wins against the spread, 55 losses against the spread, and three pushes. So underdogs in these 12 games over the past 10 years 54, 55, and three against the spread. You can't really get much closer to a coin flip uh, than that. You know, these results pretty much reflect any game. And again, I will uh, acknowledge uh, once again that this is not a huge sample size, but I think it's worth something. And, um, you know, that's just kind of, you know, what I was thinking it would be and and what it is. Just looking at some of these... uh, Rivalries. I'll go over the individual record 
of the underdog from the underdog perspective again in each of these 12 rivalries. I'll go over it fairly quick because we're going to be short today. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl, the underdog, 8-2 and two against the spread the last 10 years. The Civil War, Oregon State and Oregon, underdog 6-4 and four against the spread. Ohio State and Michigan, this game was pick them one year. Only eight events. The underdog, though, seven and one against the spread in the Ohio State Michigan matchup. Kentucky Louisville, the underdog, three, five and one against the spread. The Iron Bowl, Alabama Auburn, underdog, four, five and one against the spread. Arizona, Arizona State, uh, dead heat, five and five against the spread. Virginia Tech in Virginia, the dog is six and three against the spread in that series, the last 10. Washington State in Washington, the Apple Cup, the underdog only two and seven against the spread in that matchup. Florida State in Florida, the underdog only one seven and one against the spread in that matchup. Georgia, Georgia Tech, recently dominated by Georgia. They've won by a lot of big scores, so predictably the underdog over the last 10 years, only three and six against the spread. Clemson in South Carolina, much like the uh, Georgia-Georgia Tech rivalry. This Clemson-South Carolina uh, matchup obviously dominated by the Clemson Tigers of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Clemson 3-6 and six against the spread. And then last but not least, North Carolina. North Carolina State, both of the ACC, the underdog in those games, 6-4 and four against the spread the last 10 years. So I'm going to give you a quick... Uh, complimentary selection for the podcast and then we're going to be done we're going to do a short and sweet this week hopefully that information is of some value or interest to you that we passed on this week the people have got traveling to do they've got family to take care of probably got leaves to rake things to be cleaned up for family that are either already there or about to be there so we'll do this, uh, do the comp selection, then we'll be on our way. Going to look at a game between Boston College and Miami, Florida. Going to uh, kick off at noon uh, this uh, weekend and uh, Eastern time. And, I, you know, the reason I like this game, and I do like the underdog in this game, is the fact that unlike the teams pitted against one another in rivalry week, these teams, although in the same conference, are from different parts of the country with different climates. And that's what I really like about this, the fact that they are different, the fact that they are not natural rivalries in the same geographic region. So uh, Miami, Florida, currently favored by nine over the Boston College uh, Eagles. And I think sometimes as handicappers, we just look at various situations. We look at the weather forecast. Um, You just mix it all up, current form and so forth, and it comes out one way or the other. And I think in this case, it points towards the home underdog getting more than a touchdown. First of all, this is a Miami team that had grander aspirations than being 6-5 and uh, going into the regular season finale at Boston College. The Hurricanes have lost three straight games entering this uh, clash with Boston College. They've lost the last two by only seven points, uh, hard-fought battles, losses both to Florida State and Louisville. Now Miami uh, gets to go to Chestnut Hill for a noon kickoff 
Again, high temperature forecast to only be 36 degrees, so a high of 36 degrees with a little bit of wind as well. Uh, back in South Beach on uh, Saturday, the high predicted to be 81. So not really the kind of uh, weather that the Hurricanes uh, signed up for. Um, and, you know, they're playing a game um, in, in less than optimal weather conditions, not exactly in their wheelhouse, and they're playing regular season finale of the season uh, that really could have been so much more. Meanwhile, you look at this Boston College team, they're already bowl eligible at 6-5. and five. A win over Miami would be huge uh, from a program standpoint. If you recall, back in week three to show what this Boston College team can be at their best, they took on the Florida State team, went toe-to-toe with them, eventually lost there in Chestnut Hill 31-29 to Florida State. Florida State still undefeated going into their regular season finale this uh, weekend against Florida. But I really like their quarterback, Boston College, their redshirt freshman, Thomas Castellanos, a a guy who has thrown 11 interceptions, so he needs to get a little polish on the passing game. But he is a very talented runner. Uh, He's got 827 yards rushing, and he's got two games to go. He's got the game uh, this weekend against Miami, Florida. Then he's got the bowl game, so he only needs 173 yards total in his last two games to reach the 100, uh, the 1,000-yard the rushing plateau uh, as a quarterback, which would really be impressive. So, again, the selection, the comp selection this week on the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, give me Boston College plus nine over Miami, Florida. Well, that's going to do it for a, another edition of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. If you're traveling, be safe. Take your time. If you're staying put and others are coming to you, um, welcome them. Even the the brother-in-law that you don't like, the aunt that's a little crazy, the uncle that gets a a little too drunk, whatever the case might be, embrace them. They won't be here forever. Cherish the moments. See the good, even in those where you might have to look a little bit harder than uh, you would like. (laughs) So, uh, And we all have our flaws. So have a great holiday season, everyone. I really do, uh, again, appreciate you listening, some of you, almost every week to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Been doing this for a while now, and I know there are some loyal uh, listeners out there who look forward to the podcast each week. Hope you gained something this week. Until next time, signing off once again. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm Paul Stone. <laughs>